Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's give you an update right now on the Trans Mountain Pipeline, some breaking developments on the big this controversial project. Trans Mountain today has issued notice to proceed directives to some of its biggest construction contractors. That means... It's time to put shovels in the ground. The initial workforce to build the Trans Mountain Pipeline expansion project is set to get underway again. The company put out a news release uh, today saying that construction will start uh, very, very soon in Alberta along the right-of-way between Edmonton and Edson, Alberta, also in the greater Edmonton area. Construction about to begin very quickly. But in now, there's not going to be a lot of controversy in Alberta about the pipeline. It's got very broad support, of course. But right here in British Columbia, yeah, they're set to start construction again as well. An immediate return to work at the Burnaby Terminal on land at the Westridge Marine Terminal. That is going to start very soon. So the company getting set to put the pipe in the ground let's check in with keith baldry now global bc legislative bureau chief and pleased he could join us hi keith hey mike what do you think about this notice from the company they're getting ready to start construction here yeah totally expected august was the time we were given the indication that this is when contractors were going to be contacted uh and they've got 30 days to respond to these uh, directives from uh trans mountains we're talking uh trans mountain says that at one point later this year there will be 4200 people working along the route in various communities. As you mentioned, construction starts in, in the Edmonton area and at the terminals in Burnaby. Uh, right. So that's ground zero for protests. I expect that's going to start again with uh, Ernest, and that's going to be one of the dominant stories of the fall, uh, coincid- uh, coinciding, of course, with the federal election. So it's going to thrust this issue right into the election campaign. Okay, could this be a big key issue in the election this fall, especially in British Columbia? Well, Poll after poll shows that the pipeline has roughly 60% support uh, versus, you know, 40% opposition. So it's going to, it's going to, I think, play differently in different communities. It'll be interesting in the Burnaby uh, Seymour riding where the terminus is. Uh, the, the Liberals currently hold that with Terry Beach being the MP. Sven Robinson right. is running against him for the NDP. Uh, I would still say the odds favor the Liberals of holding that seat, but uh, the tanker traffic issue is a big issue for many people. Uh, but the Liberals have won all the ridings in which those tankers would, would sail past were won by Liberals with some pretty hefty margins of victory. We're talking tens of thousands of people. You know, Vancouver Centre, which is where the tankers go, right through under the uh, Lionsgate Bridge, Hetty Fry there, you know, she yep. won by 20,000 votes. So right. I just don't see there being enough opposition to this to turn into a groundswell of voters, uh, you know, chucking Liberals out of office, particularly when the Conservatives are just as much in favor of this project as the Liberals are, in fact, probably more so. So I'm not sure the NDP and Greens are strong enough to, to sort of get the anti-tanker vote and turn it into seats. 
Okay, Trans Mountain may be saying they're ready to start construction and get that pipe in the ground, Keith, but of course the f- the fight never ends. The environmental groups that are opposed uh, to the pipeline, some First Nations, not all of them I would stress, but some no. First Nations who are opposed this this project, they say they're going to continue the, the fight in court and elsewhere. What's the latest on that? There's still court cases going on to try and stop this pipeline project? You know, I think there's still a, a court challenge by some First Nations to this. Yeah. Uh, Burnaby, the city of Burnaby keeps trying different ways as well. Uh, blocking this, but they've lost more than 20 times in court. So, you know, this project has been sort of victorious in courts with one exception, was that Court of Appeal decision that said you did not consult with First Nations adequately. So we'll see right. if this current round or this, this latest round of consultation meets the test that the court had desired. Uh, but this is, there's going to be ongoing litigation against this. But Ian Anderson, the CEO of, uh, of Transmalcom, making it clear, even with all that happening, uh, construction will begin. And, and again, Trans Mountain has a pretty good track record in court. And they'll seek an injunction. I think there's, the injunction is maintained in place, actually, that they originally uh, got against the protesters. And I assume that's going to be enforced again the moment people show up at the Burnaby Terminal or the Westwood uh, Marine Terminal right. to try again have a blockade or a protest. Okay, you got the Justin Trudeau government's gone all in on this project. Of course, they actually bought the thing. And so you got Trans Mountain saying, we're gung-ho, we're ready to start construction and get the pipe in the ground. The B.C. government under John Horgan still officially opposed to the project. What is the B.C. government? Can they do anything to stop this, this pipeline from going in the ground now? Not the pipeline, and John Horgan's admitted that they can't actually stop the pipeline from being built. But, of course, uh, they're, they're, they're sort of challenging sort of constitutional issues. So who's got jurisdiction over what can flow through that pipeline? So uh, they've got sort of a tepid court challenge to this. The, the notion that the NDP government was going to go all in to block this thing, I think, sort of faded away almost from the get-go of them taking power in, uh, in B.C. They're, they're not joining a lot of the court challenges. I mean, they haven't party to interveners on a couple, but you don't see the proverbial lie down in front of the bulldozer uh, rhetoric coming from the NDP. I, I think this is an issue. They simply don't like, even like to talk about this issue. They'd rather talk about other issues. This is sort of a, a no-win for them because there's many people in the NDP who support the pipeline, not only the people who are going to be working on it. Okay, speaking of people who would lie down in front of a bulldozer, I wonder if that might be the only way that this thing gets stopped because I think it's they're going to continue to win in court. They've had some delays in some court cases, but I think largely uh, the project is going to go forward. It's not going to get stopped by the courts, but could people stop it on the ground through mass protests, people lying down in front of bulldozers, being taken away in paddy wagons? I mean, I remember covering the Clackwood Sound, lo- yeah. uh, Sound blockades many, many years ago and just watching hundreds, like literally hundreds of people get arrested. Yeah. Did the same thing happen here? Oh, sure. I think, uh, first of all, the, the protest at the Burnaby Mountain is very easy to get to. In fact, you just get on the on the uh, SkyTrain, the Millennium Line. It's actually near the Global Station in Burnaby. Uh, you get off uh, the uh, the station at Lake City, which I take to when I go to Global Station. You just walk up the hill, and you're going to be at that protest camp. So it's much more accessible to protesters than the Clackwood Sound protest was, because, you know, that was very remote. So I think you're going to see hundreds of people arrested for civil disobedience. Will that be enough to stop the pipeline? I'm not convinced that's the case. It's not like the Clackwood Sound protest ended the forest industry. It just changed the way logging was done in some areas of the province. It didn't really have a huge impact. And again, the right. civil disobedience that's coming up here is going to be theatrical, get a lot of publicity, but ultimately I don't see it changing the government's mind in terms of building this thing. Okay, does that, does that create kind of a political gut check time for a guy like Justin Trudeau who supports this pipeline if we start seeing TV images of, I don't know, native elders getting hauled away to being arrested at a pipeline protest? Oh, I think Trudeau likes to see himself as uh, tough and uh, and uh, stand his ground, and I think he's going to continue to do that. I, if, if he were to fold on this thing, 
and, uh, and you know fold his hand and cave here, I think he'd look terrible because he'd be abandoning everything he said he stood for. The other thing to keep in mind that's playing out here, Mike, is there are competing bids from First Nations consortiums who want to buy this pipeline. If it, yeah. Down the road, if this ends up being owned by First Nations who have bought it as a, as a key economic lever to help their own people get out of poverty, I think that changes the narrative very quickly here and makes it that much more difficult to oppose it. Keith, thanks for coming on. All right, anytime. Okay, we continue to follow that very closely. Once again, the Trans Mountain Company putting out a release today.